Smack my bitch up. Take my picture. Jesse, will you uh, please find my bitch and uh, smack her up for me? I gotta find her, too. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't expect me to do the work, do you? But I'm already smacking her. Well, I gotta f- you find because her. Because I'm smack. gonna be the one taking her picture. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm Matt Cohen. I'm Jesse Rivers. Welcome to the first ever inaugural edition of Bagged and Boarded, the new... Uh, Podcast headquarters for all things comic book and comedy and movie and geek related. Pretty much a cornucopia of the stuff you want to hear. So it's new. It is it is new, yeah. Okay. You haven't heard this before. So uh, it's the first ever inaugural new edition. It is, dude. You're a fucking smartass. You know that? <laughs> like They'll figure it out, man. They don't. They haven't heard my voice before. And if they, if they had, it's kind of creepy because... Uh, I've never done one of these, so... Well, the three people that will be listening to this, probably... The th- the three probably p- your mom, your dad, and your brother. I'm not letting them listen. <laughs> because I say stuff like this on here. Fuck, bitch, piss, what? My parents can't hear that. I've already told your parents about it. They're looking forward to it. It's supposed to be a surprise. Well, then I'll give them a shout-out. What's up, guys? Right. We are here again to talk about, uh, just like the title states, bagged and boarded, everything you want to keep in your long box. So that's uh, all the movie news, all the comic reviews, all the... Basic chatter that, uh, you know, like-minded folks like me and myself and uh, Jesse and his self, because we're four people in reality. We're, we're big personalities. We are. Right, Jesse? Yes. You're like eight feet tall right now. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm up there. And I'm like a meager four foot seven Jew. And you're like an imposing, what are you? Native American. Okay, whatever. I, I always forget what you are. So, Jess, uh, what are we getting into this week? You hear about the big Spider-Man news? About four and five? Yeah, about about four and then maybe five, maybe right? Five. Back well, to shooting it at the back same time. to back. Yeah, just like Batman and Robin. And McGuire has agreed to do it, and Raimi has agreed to do it. And all we need is uh, Snaggletooth, Kristen Dunst, and uh, and Dylan Baker. I would assume. Who, well, who are we? Who do you think the bad guy is going to be? I would assume it'd be Dylan Baker, who plays God, Doctor Kurt Connors in the first two films, and who, I mean, they've been teasing us for a spinoff of the Lizard for a while now. You think they'll go that route? Well, for comic fans, they've teased the coming of the lizard. I, you know what? Good point. Because if, if you've never read the books... You just have a, no idea who that is. It's actually a lot weirder because not only do you not know who he is, he has one fucking arm missing and they never explain it. Yeah, but I mean, he's, he, he's a... Yeah but, yeah, but look about this. If you don't know who he's about to become, how often in movies is a character missing a fucking arm and it's never true. justified? That's true. So the audience has to be thinking, some, do they ever even mention it? Or maybe, or maybe Raymond can just play with everybody's fucking heads, and he can cameo in four, and he can cameo in five. Lizard never comes. But that they, he needs to come eventually because I'm going to stop giving a fuck about <laughs> Spider-Man, Expe- especially with the uh, the trend that third was following, man. Because that was uh, it was horrible. It was in the bottom five of yes. uh, superhero movies, man. It was just. Whatever Raimi had in the first two just fucking flew out the window. Well, Sp- Spider-Man's got a lot of evil doers. He's got Craven, Mysterio. His, his rogue gallery, oh, it's, oh, it's huge. You got large, Rhino, yeah. you got Vulture, uh, Shocker. Yeah, is it Electro or Shocker? Electro Shocker is his sex thing, never mind. No, you know, sho- you know shocker, what Shocker is? But the Shocker you know, is... You ever see this stuff? The Shocker? You give him a Shocker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. The Shocker is is the bad guy. Electro, is it... Wait, is Electro a Spider-Man bad guy? Yeah, oh, he's man. Got two. He's got Electro and Shocker. They got real lazy around like 1972. <laughs> They're like, we got Sandman, how about Gravel, dude? And like, but that actually turned into rock into a rock slide. So he's got. He's, so. I mean, come to think of it, I mean, you could even put Michael Clark Duncan in as, as the Kingpin. As Kingpin, yeah. I, I don't think they would spit off a movie that they're embarrassed to even admit exists. So you know, it's possible. It's possible, or it's very fucking likely, Jesse. Don't you badmouth me on my own podcast. I know you're the co-host, but like, 
Yeah, why, why is it your own podcast? It's my own podcast. It can't be our own And the podcast, podcast of my co-host, Jesse Rivers. You can possess it separately. What? Hold what? on, my lawyer's <laughs> calling. Man. Buy 500 shares of Microsoft today. Sorry, had to take care of that, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, think of that in the future. We're out here in Hollywood. Phone. Dude, I'm a fucking medical doctor. That could have been someone dying on the other end. And I will never know because I hung <laughs> up on them. But, it, like, double thrombosis? Who do you think they call? What? I don't even know what that is. Like, a heart thing. Like, if there's a heart emergency at the hospital and all the doctors there are like oh no we don't know what to do we, we check the books and like well they probably call a doctor it's beyond our means they call the super doctor who's me and that's why I just had to interrupt you folks I, I apologize about that let's hope it wasn't uh, serious and even if it was uh, you know sacrifices you gotta you gotta uh, gotta give things up for what you love and I love podcasting I, I'm <laughs> I'm wet right now Jess and, and not from urine really I'm sexually gratified by doing this that's uh good to know it is and uh were we talking about comic books what were we talking about spider-man villains that hopefully they will make better than part three? Oh, anything's got to be better than venom right i mean a the casting was a, was a bit off in my opinion maybe they'll go against against the grain and put a, a symbiote war carnage carnage in through the clone saga hey i think they should <laughs> i think they should stay they've been doing a good job of even though they've been hitting on stuff from the comics history, they've been they've been staying away from specific storylines, which I kind of like. Yes. You know, the Spider-Man films have kind of taken on their own life uh, as opposed to the books. That that raises a question. Okay, uh, and what is that? <laughs> what is that question, Mister right. Peabody? So, if if they were to do a Spider-Man storyline that has been done in the comics, okay, which one? Either uh, the Clone Saga, the Symbiote War, whatever. All right. Uh, if they were to do a story straight I, from I thought, the comics, I thought there was a question coming. There, there's a question coming. All right. If they were, if I if eagerly awaited, <laughs> if they were to do a comic, uh, a movie straight from a storyline, straight from the comics, yeah, it, it would take out the. You would already know what's going to happen. There would be no suspense. So, but that's such a small, small segment of, of the audience. Like, okay, let's let's put so it. So, Watchmen. You bring up a really good point, and I was just going to mention yeah. Watchmen, man. I don't understand the non-disclosure craziness and the spoiler freaks with Watchmen. If you've read the book, you know exactly what's going to fucking happen. But you said that you like that they're going with their own story. Not necessarily with well, comics. Well, Watchmen stories. is different. Watchmen is a standalone single story. If, if, if you don't tell that exactly, you're kind of screwing the pooch. Spider-Man, you got 60 years of, of stories to blend together almost. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't do an exact run from Spider-Man like they haven't. But they've been doing a good job of including things for fans to go, oh, well, that's from that era. I remember I remember what arc that's from. You know what I mean? So there, it, Watchmen's a completely different beast because, I mean, that's... People call it a tra- uh, graphic novel, and I don't I don't get the fucking distinction on that to tell you the truth because it came out in single issue first. Yes. So I don't it's know. A trade. I don't know when a trade becomes a graphic right. novel. I always thought a graphic novel was a standalone yes. trade, like uh, Pride of Baghdad by Brian K. Vaughan, which is an amazing book. I don't know if you read right. it. I have not. About uh, about a group of lions that uh, it's a true story. The Baghdad Zoo got bombed during the um, war. I guess you could call it by America. Is that what that's called? A war. War? When we blow up other countries and stuff, it's an attack, a skirmish. Yes. During the skir- <laughs> during the skirmish over in the Middle East, uh, the Baghdad Zoo got bombed, and a group of lions actually. Uh, most of the zoo animals died, along with the keepers and everything. And a group of lions escaped from the zoo and wandered around the city of Baghdad for a week. 
Okay. And uh, that's a graphic based on that. That is a graphic novel, in my opinion. Yes. I mean, you could never buy it in single-issue format. The, Watchmen is not a graphic novel. It's a miniseries. Then I would like to make an trend. announcement for the world. <laughs> Watchmen is not a graphic novel. So on the trailer, when you say the most acclaimed graphic novel of all time, you're kind of fucking yourself over right I think there. they say graphic novel because it sounds a little more prestigious. It, it, they try to, Well, I don't like that, man. You know, I, I hate that comic books are this bastardized medium that everyone everyone treats like kid stuff. You know what I mean? And, and by saying graphic novel, it's somehow higher art than just a regular comic book. It's... Society. I mean, albeit comic books are very kid friendly, but if they're if they're such a juvenile art form, do you really think they'd be this popular after seventy plus years of being around? You know, I, th- I think it's time that Hollywood and, and the entire entertainment industry realizes that comic books are are just as important and can be just as beautiful and fucking deep and moving as as film or fine art or any of that shit. You've touched my soul. I have, and yes. I've, t- I've t- you, have, you have multiple souls. <laughs> Soul. I thought you said souls. You my, I said soul, sir. You touched my soul, sir. Your soul, sir? <laughs> I didn't know you had a soul, sir. Dude, put that in the fridge because we're going to eat it later. All right. What else is going on this week? You had some news for me about a... Uh, it, it, it's some pretty horrifying A news. goof from 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> you called him a goof when you told me the story, so... Well, uh, maybe I'm not pronouncing his name right. Uh, Shelly Malil. Then don't even attempt because you're going to do the man disgrace. Say it again. Shelly Malil. All right. Sounds good enough to me. Well, uh, he took it upon himself. First, first off, Jesse. Yes. All right, Jesse Owens, who's running ahead of the uh, whole plot <laughs> here. Who is he in Forty Year Old Virgin? I, is he the? Uh, he worked in the electronics department, the the store. Be more specific, please. He was the Indian guy, not the, not the yeah. fu- not the short pussy juice. You got no, the no, pussy no. juice cocktail. Not and that the guy. Rusty it, trombone. He was only in there for a few seconds, maybe oh. one. Or okay, two so years. the old the guy with the darker hair, and I think he had a mustache or something, or whatever. I don't think he had, well, okay, yes. Regar- he had a mustache sure in our version of it. All right. All right. What happened with the gentleman? Well, he uh, apparently decided to um, grab a sharp object and stab his ex-girlfriend. We're talking about, times. like, a uh, a knife? A, a knife. He's, how many times did he stab her? 20. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> That's not funny. I'm sorry for the giggle, but, like, <laughs> Jesus, you're doing a thorough job, man. I know. I know there's a stereotype about Asians being overachievers, but, I mean, 20 times is, is kind of covering your bases. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's going to be dead. Well, no, she lived. Are you, what? She's alive. She lived. Yo, all right. It's, she, it's, he's, he's accused of attempted murder. Shelly Mulil, I, I, I know you're going through a rough time right now, and, you know, I'm sure things are looking down and stuff, but fucking 20 times, man. Like 20 times. It's excessive, and it, he didn't even do a good job. But thank God he didn't do no, a good I job. Mean, no, well, uh, Maybe he did a good job. I mean, what the fuck does that say about the chick that he stabbed? She was stabbed 20 times and was able to live through it. She's Wonder Woman. He was dating Diana Prince of Themyscira. (laughs) Made of clay. Do you know that? Made of clay? Yeah, Wonder Woman. No. Her origin? Not a big Wonder Woman. She was like like a clay doll. She was brought up of clay, yes. I know the origin. Yes. So, whoever wants to date Wonder Woman is a freak. Well, maybe that's why he was so upset that they're not together anymore. Because I, th- I believe that... Uh, oh, who's Shelly Malil? Yes. Him and Wonder Woman? I believe that she was with another guy. Maybe her new... Oh, so this was this was his ex-girlfriend yes, at the time? Ex. Well, it's definitely an ex now. I don't know. She might take him back. Is, uh... You never know. It could be that <laughs> Munchausen syndrome. He stabs me because he loves me, baby. Is, uh... Is Mr. Malil uh, incarcerated at the moment? Uh, I'm not sure. I, he did turn himself in. All right, uh, very very commendable. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to stab someone twenty times, uh, so I'm I'm sure there's going to be a trial. 
So the trial of the century. We will keep you updated on that. You thought OJ was big. Wait till the uh, second Silly Indian little. dude from Fort Little Virgin <laughs> that no one remembers goes on trial. Your eyeballs will be glued to your sets. What else is uh, do we have to discuss this week, Mr. Smith? Mr. Mr. Smith, Smith. What, exactly. What your name is Mr. Rivers. <laughs> we want to discuss Mr. Smith. Mr. Will Smith, who just got cast in The Last Pharaoh by uh, screenwriter and director Randall Wallace of Braveheart fame. That, that's actually small news compared to the rumor. Well, wait, wait. Let's get to the small. Let's tease him with that rumor, Jess. Okay, well, all right. The Last Pharaoh. The Last Pharaoh. Written by Randall Wallace. Written by Randall Wallace. Who? Who? Also wrote Braveheart. All right. So it's basically going to be... Braveheart in Egypt? Braveheart, yes. Well, well, that's... Well, is the casting a little off on that? I mean... Will Smith playing an Egyptian? Just a bit. Well, what about Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal playing uh, Prince of Persia? I mean, it's kind of in the same vein... Sort of. I mean, Egyptians can be dark-skinned, Jesse. Let's not be racist here, <laughs> which you obviously are, you racist bastard. You don't have to do... That shock silence isn't going to fool me. <laughs> I know you're a racist. So Will Smith is in The Last Pharaoh, and he's playing an Egyptian, and we're assuming I... Do you know anything about the plot or anything? Nothing. Probably an epic. <laughs> I'm going to take a guess at the writer of Braveheart and Will Smith are going to be in an epic. Lawrence uh, of Arabia? You just mentioned something a moment ago, Jesse, and you were very sly about it. A little bit. A little bit. It's what's, a rumor. What's the rumor going around this week? Will Smith. Besides, besi- wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Besides the rumor that you are in love with someone who cannot be named right now. Is that one true? That's not a rumor, but it's true. Okay, good. What's the other rumor? The, the rumor is Will Smith. Yes. Fresh Prince. Yes. Of Bel Air. Of Bel Air? That was a rapper. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm aware of him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he played Ali. Okay. A, a, I know a, a very prominent African-American in our history, Muhammad yes. Ali. You're, that's a very good point. He, he played one of the most seminal African-American icons exactly. in American exactly. history. You got Ali, Malcolm X. So Will Smith is kind of up there with the Denzels of the world as, as the go-to uh, actor for, for a prominent black role. Exactly. What's, what's the role he's being uh, rumored for this week? It's it's a possible prominent black role. Really? Uh, <laughs> what, what, uh, black Panther? Is it a comic book movie? It's a comic book movie. Is it Black Panther? It's not Black Panther. It's, uh, it's is it is is it Green Lantern? It's not Green Lantern. That's, Wait that's a minute. That's to be common. Common Sense, the rapper. His name isn't Common Sense. It's just Common. But it used to be Common Sense. Did it really? Yes. You like know the guy from way back? Sorry. Regardless, it's not Black Panther. It's not, black it's not Green Lantern. He's not going to be Bishop in a new X Men movie. Who? Um, oh, wait, I, I, I'm confused. Who is Will Smith going to be? Captain America. <laughs> that was me slapping Jesse in the fucking face. What do you mean? That is the rumor, sir. Right. That Will Smith will be Captain America. I want to put this on the record that I am not a racist, even though Jesse is. But uh, there's something right. in my uh, geek bone that immediately kind of fucking vomits in its mouth when it hears that news. I'm all for. I'm all for. Uh, interesting casting, like Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin, I thought worked really well for yes. the film. You know what I mean? I, don't, I couldn't think of a, of a white actor as imposing physically, and I mean that was even right. uh, Sam L as Nick Fury kind of works. He's got the attitude. Well, it's the ultimate sort of. It's the ultimate thing. Nick Fury. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith as Captain America, fucking awful. So they're taking white, blonde-haired, blue eyes, Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. And turning him into the first principal. Well, let's get that, this out of the way again. You're not white, right? You're something else? I'm Native American. All right, whatever. You keep telling me that. <laughs> uh, so, 
it's not like he's offending only white people here. Well, it, it, it's almost... Like, I'm a Jew, so I'm not even really white. <laughs> but it, it, it's kind it's of... hard to talk about because, I mean, it's it, hard to say that Will Smith should not be Captain America exactly. because Steve Rogers is white. Without, without sounding, sounding like racist, a racist, yes. which I'm sure we sound really right now. <laughs> but the, the entire, like, the, it might be ridiculous, but the first thing that went on in my mind when I read that was like, are they going to make him part of the Tuskegee Airmen? <laughs> like, there were no black infantrymen in World War II. Like, is Bucky going to be fucking... Uh, Terrence Howard now again, you know what I, I just, it, it's a, it's a total retcon. Whereas Kingpin worked because it was a minor aspect of the character, his right, race. Right, right, But in the time Steve Rogers and Captain America books were first published, there weren't really that many black people around. Well, not only that, but it, well, I was about to say it doesn't work, but maybe it does work that they pick a black guy who they think is under everyone else to do the experiment of the super soldier serum. I guess so. I, I honestly think it's more of a stunt casting ploy, you know, so so in four years so or so, Avengers? whenever the hell they get around to doing Avengers, yeah. they'll have Will Smith, Robert Downey Jr., and Edward Norton. Norton. Yeah. Hopefully Ed Norton. They seem to have forgotten about that flick, which I really like, actually. Incredible Hulk Incredible. is uh, probably my second favorite comic book film of the year. What's first? Hellboy 2. Of course. What's my third? Iron Man? Nope. It's not Dark Knight. I'm it is. Sure. It is. It is. I'm. I'm surprised. It is Dark Knight. I, I love Dark Knight. Uh, I don't know why I love the Incredible Hulk like I do, but I fucking love it. Did you see the Incredible Hulk? I did. I liked it. There's one. Uh, there's one scene where Hulk gets mad at the rain. In in the cave. Well, yeah, he yeah. throws a he hurls a boulder at the lightning. Yeah. To me, mm-hmm. that is the most uh, pure comic to screen transition of any character I've ever seen. Like the Hulk would fight the sky, and he would try to win too. You right. know what I mean? So. That was brilliant. I agree. I did like uh, that. Iron Man was pretty damn great. Dark Knight was great. Hellboy 2 is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. So great comic book year. Great comic book year. What are we going to follow it up with? Will Smith <laughs> is Captain America. I just hope he does a rap for it. And I hope he... Dude, no. wait a minute, Jesse. You thought this was bad news, right? It, it, yeah, sort of. I think I'm about to turn that frown around, sir. DJ Jazzy Jeff it's as Bucky, Bucky Barnes. <laughs> You are a genius. You need to now start you got the movie. right now that is genius. Now you got the movie. You well, call, let, me, let me ask you this. You call it Captain America. Freshest Prince <laughs> on the block. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Yeah, ask me. If, uh, if this turns out to be true, if Will Smith turns out to be Captain America, and... Will they make and Brad Pitt no, Black wait a minute, Panther? Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> and Barack Obama is elected president, will they start calling Obama Captain America? I... Are you? Are you? Uh, as a nickname? As a nickname? Like the W? Do you have any inside information or anything? N- not at all. Do you? Do you think they're casting Will Smith as Captain America so later on Ob- Barack Obama could have a nickname? You think it's a political move? I think it's a very political <laughs> move. I think Barack has his hands deep in the pockets of Hollywood. You know? Think so? No, I don't at all. I, I think he has nothing to do with it. I think it's a. Uh, I think it's a stunt casting move. I think they're not confident enough in Captain America as a character. That they need to bring in the biggest actor in the world, and the biggest actor in the world happens to be an African American in Captain America. <laughs> it sucks that, I mean, oh man, it sucks that I feel so weird about Will Smith being cast as him, because I, I really am not it a feel, ra- It feels strange. I feel yes, like I'm a does. racist, you know what I mean? It's just, fuck, maybe I am a racist. Jesse, get the fuck out of my house, You whatever, whatever you are again. We'll get to it. I'll remember one day, dude. Native American. You're black? Native American. Mm, I don't know if I buy that. I am. 
We'll take a commercial break. I'll ponder that fact, and we'll be back after this. Man, I'm so bored. I wish there was a site where I could read about all my favorite comics and comedy-related news. Well, shut the fuck up, little kid, because you're in luck. Quick Stop Entertainment is the home of the weekly column, Comics and Comics, written by Matt Cohen, the world's greatest lover. So tune in on a weekly basis for all the best comic book and comedy-related news and chatter there is. You'll love it, or I'll punch you in the face. Yay! Holy shit, that was the best commercial I ever heard in my life. Yeah, I didn't hear it. Well, because you were in the bathroom, but... I'm sorry, I'm getting... Yeah. You missed the best commercial I ever heard in my life, whatever. Jesse's a smoker. He's a dirty, dirty lung smoker. Don't, That's what that noise was. Don't, don't tell anyone. But regardless, what you want to put in your lungs, you missed a commercial for a product <laughs> that I will definitely be buying in the near, near future. In fact, I already bought it before you got back and ordered you one. Thank you. It'll be at your house tomorrow. Great. You owe me $500. I don't have it. You owe me something else. <laughs> What's up, guys? We're back. And we were speaking about Shelly Malil, the actor from 40-Year-Old Virgin, who uh, went a little funny on his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, now ex-girlfriend. Uh, hopefully. Well, you never Would you take him back? You never know. He, he, he did it out of love, baby. <laughs> he did it out of love. Speaking of the Apatow gang, uh, kind of indirectly, there was huge, huge... Jesse, say it with me. Huge. huge! I can't believe you said it with me. You're so gay. <laughs> huge fucking news this week in in uh, in the world of geekdom. Ghostbusters mother effing three. Maybe. Has Is it official been, now? Yes, they it's have official. writers. They officially have writers. Okay, because I know Eckroyd was trying to do it for a while, and they turned it into a video game. Yeah, and and then, the video game got stalled. Yeah. I played it at Comic Con, and it's actually horrible. Okay. So it's a good thing they stalled. Okay. <laughs> Let them go back to the drawing board. No, but uh. It has been announced that they've hired two writers uh, for Ghostbusters 3. The writers from The Office, I can't remember the guy's name because I'm a complete asshole, but two of the writers off the TV show The Office have been hired to write a Ghostbusters 3. The stuff we've gotten so far is that it's going to be a new gang of Ghostbusters uh, made up of young, presumably, actors, and with cameos from the OG Busters in kind of a mentor sense. Is Ramus in talks? Ramus is confirmed. Oh, oh really? excuse me, excuse me. Ramus to direct? Yeah. Okay, no, Ramus, I don't know. I, I Producing. I always get Ramus and... And uh, What? And Reitman mixed up? Yes. Yeah. Ramus is, thank, is uh, Egon. Yeah. Yes, okay, excuse me then. <laughs> Egon is in. Okay. Ray, uh, Bill Murray. Okay, Egon is in. Uh, Ray is in, so Dan Aykroyd is in. Aykroyd started it. Bill Murray, of course, everyone's favorite. Uh, maybe. Peter, maybe everyone's favorite, or... He's definitely my no, favorite. Maybe he's in. Oh no, he—that's the thing. No, no, no. He's committed to at least. It, it sounds like he's committed to at least considering it. So what it sounds like <laughs> is it'll be a, a minor cameo from Bill Murray. Okay. But that means Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson. I'm assuming is fucking in because. What else is he doing? That dude. You take that back. He he did uh <laughs> he did Shakespeare in the Park last year. He played a wonderful Fagin. Oh. I'm just making that okay. up. Okay. He wasn't good on Oz though. As Warden Glenn, yo. But it was years ago. That was years ago, and, and and Congo was even years before that. So, I, but I, I like Hudson. I like, I, I like Ernie Hudson, man. He, he was a great retard in uh, when Hand uh, Hand Rocks the Cradle. Jesse, he, oh he, my <laughs> God, Jesse, what did you just say? But he didn't go full. He wait, wait. He was a great what <laughs> in Hand That Rocks the Cradle. He was a great mentally impaired man. In All right, Hand That Rocks the Cradle. All no right, offense. you fucking retard, get it right. <laughs> We're sorry. We um. Je- Jesse has social problems. 
Yeah, I have no friends. His mom? No, it's not. It's not. A, he has no friends, and B, his mom didn't let him out into the sunlight for seven years at one point. She thought it would melt his skin. I, I, I watched Ghostbusters. That's what meth does to you. <laughs> Look at Jesse's mom. Regardless, Ghostbusters three is announced. Sort of. Sorry, Jesse's mom. Uh, Ghostbusters 3 is announced, sort of, and so the originals are back in Cameo. So let me ask you this. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> let me finish my sentence. But I want to ask you a question. All right, okay. What does this possibly have to do with Judd Apatow? Oh my God, Jesse. <laughs> I would kiss you if you were a more attractive man and I was a header... Wait. Uh-oh. Yeah. Slip. <laughs> Dead air? No, we're kissing right now. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, what it has to do with Judd Apatow is what most people are saying for the new Busters are the Apatow gang, as they're lovingly known. So that would be... Is that would be Rogan? Seth Rogan, Martin uh, Starr, Jay Baruchel. Baruchel. Bar- how you pronounce it? Baruchel. He's a Jew, yeah, so Baruchel. McLovin? Okay. Uh, like no. <laughs> no, no, no. Just the adults. Uh, Jason Siegel. So the four of them, basically. Romy Malco, people are saying for the new Winston... Romney yeah, Malco. Yeah. I like Romney Malco. Yeah. If you watch Weeds. But, I mean, does, does it have to be the one obligatory black guy? Yes. Just either, one. either that or a Chinese guy. And John Cho is busy. <laughs> but, um, Bob, we are not racist here. Our mouths are the... Until we start talking about the uh, Until we start possible talking... Captain American casting. <laughs> We're going to hold that off for a little bit. <laughs> Speaking of racism and Ghostbusters, this brings me to a wonderful tangent. Growing up... Uh, my favorite show, of course, was the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon, okay. on TV with Slimer. That ran, I don't know how many seasons, that stopped, there was a gap in between, and then there was a show called The New Ghostbusters. Do you, are you familiar with it? I'm familiar with the original, not the new. The New Ghostbusters was a new team, uh, I believe. I think Egon and Ray were still on the team in a uh, kind of consulting capacity, but the new team was made up of, and I don't remember their names or who they are or what they acted like, but I just remember this, and... Not being racist here. <laughs> a white guy, a black guy, a Chinese chick, and a guy in a wheelchair. Guy in a wheelchair. At 11 years old, I was like, that's racist. I was like, it's racist for including them on purpose. Do you know what I mean yeah, by that? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's so shoved down your face that, you're not, that they're not racist, that it's racist for even signifying it. Like those commer- Sometimes you see a commercial, and they'll make sure to show one of every yeah. ethnicity. Yeah. And you're like, there's no way every ethnicity likes the same product. That's why there are different <laughs> products. You know what I mean? But they, I mean, they used to do that all the time. I mean, Lisa in Saved by the Bell, you had to have the token. Well, you kind of didn't because 90210 got away with it for like four years before there was a black speaking part. Yeah, but I mean, that that was racist in its own right. They just figured. That was just a racist they, show they, in they general. They didn't have money to live in the 90210 zip code. Speaking of, I'm. I'm What's even more racist is on the new 90210, there is a major black uh, male as part of the cast. It, it, holy shit, it's, it's not D'Angelo. No, no, it's, it's a later season okay. of The Wire. Okay, Guy from The Wire, and he's a black member of 90210 cast, major member, and yet he's they still can't let a brother just live in 90210. <laughs> he's like the adopted inner city kid of the new principal who moves into town. I, I'm afraid I have not... I didn't watch the old 90210. Never a 90210 fan. I could not relate to the 90210 kids. They didn't have high schools in Alabama? It, 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 did you watch Say by the Bell? I, I did. I How could you relate to them? Besides like, oh, this, uh, uh, a pussy hair, as the kids say, away from uh, 
West Beverly, you know what I mean? It, it's almost the same makeup. Like, that's a pretty goddamn uh, valley kind of school. It was shot in, in the valley? Well, it was Santa Saved Monica. by the Bell? Yeah, it was Santa Monica. Right? Saved by the Bell was shot at Rally. Rally Studios, oh, right okay. right in uh, okay. West Hollywood on... on uh, Gow- uh, Sunset and Gower? Was it the Gower Studios? No, there's Sunset and Gower and there's Rally. Inside talk for you, <laughs> for you folks who don't have the privilege to live in Hollywood where all the magic happens and where... Uh, the streets are filled with gold and, and free drugs. Uh, there, there are studios in this town, and uh, there's like two major studios in West Hollywood. If you don't count Henson, where uh, nothing really happens except Muppets. Yeah, but don't, don't come to Hollywood. The drugs are not free. They're not. I, I came here thinking they were, and uh, I'm moving back to Anchorage as soon as possible. I'm from Anchorage originally. I'm from Mobile, Alabama. I'm not from Anchorage, and but Jesse is from Mobile, Alabama, from and that's just as funny as me being from Anchorage. <laughs> What's Mobile like, Jess? Mobile. Well, actually, I am from right outside Mobile, a little, a little spot called Mount Vernon, Alabama. Is that where George Washington? That is not where George. There's there's a few Mount Vernons. Oh. Holy shit! Just like, just like you psyched a, me out. There's a like, Elm Street in every like, town. There's a Mount Vernon. Are you in related state. to George Washington? I am not. George Washington was white. What are you? I am Native American. Holy shit! <laughs> Guys, for those who can't see right now, I just opened my eyes for the first time and Nobody realized Jesse is a Native American. I am. And he's wearing a full feather headdress. <laughs> he's got war paint on. I and I and I'm wearing a yarmulke and uh, a bag of money around my neck. So we represent. We represent. This we is represent. You didn't know you were listening to a minority podcast, did you? It's, uh, it's a new world, folks. Embrace it. Getting back to the Apatow crew and yes. Ghostbusters, <laughs> uh, Chief, Chief Running Water, if, if you will, Chief Brody get it, Running Water, Rivers, I, yes, I agree, yes, I, I like improv that, that's five years of uh, UCB training, You're didn't go to genius, waste, sir. people, I actually, it's like funny, um, I, I, do, I do improv every now and again at uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade, kind of horribly, but regardless, uh, there's a friend of mine, this chick, and whenever, uh, she's not too quick on the joke front. So whenever I'll make a joke, uh, not necessarily at her expense, but just a quick joke, she'll go, you and your goddamn improv training. And I'll be like, they don't train you to be fucking the funniest human being in the world that just happens naturally to one person. And you Born in gifted. 1984, on October 11th, in case anyone wants to buy me a birthday gift. My birthday has just passed. Did it really? May. Happy birthday. Thank you. Five months ago? About three. You fucking three whiner. Sorry. Oh, my birthday. You know, I hate people like that. When was your birthday? It was like eight months ago. Well, your new one's coming up sooner, man. Chill, no. chill and wait. Okay. All right? All right. I'm sorry I'm, for yelling. I'm no, sorry for I, yelling. I just, I'll, I'll cry. I'm sorry for yelling at you. It's, it's okay. Ghostbusters gets me riled up, and that's what we're talking about here. So, do you, do you want the Apatow crew? Are you a Ghostbusters fan? I, I am a Ghostbusters fan. Ghostbusters, uh, let, let me get it out of the way and say, like, uh, as a child, there were only two things in the world I loved. They were Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is one I, of, I was more of a Turtles fan. I hold Ghostbusters is, is in the top three franchises in the world that I hold near and dear to my heart. Like, I love me. And the fun, I think I was telling you this the other day. As a kid, I did not know they were comedies. I mean... Uh, horror flicks? No, but they were, they were... They were just kind of badass adventure movies. They were like never-ending story, and I don't mean that in content. I mean, when you're a little kid, there's just certain movies that are epic and different right. and so imaginary... Like a Willy Wonka, you know, Ghostbusters was up there in, in my mind with those kind of crazy, uh... And then years later, I realized that it's one of the funniest movies ever made. At least the original. 
I mean, it, it legitimately. I, I don't is. even really remember part two. I I have the the DVD, the one and two. Uh, Sir, then you one. were forgetting all about Vigo. Yeah, Vigo, the conqueror of. Uh, it was part two. Was was Dana Barrett? If you remember Dana, yes. she was Peter Venkman's sort of on and off girlfriend. Ripley. Yeah, Ripley. Yeah. yeah. Believe it or not, it was Ripley. <laughs> Regardless, Dana works at uh, Dana's no longer in the symphony. She's got a baby named Oscar who is a really ugly kid. I, I challenge you to go back and watch Ghostbusters 2 and tell me that the baby they picked is, is kind of fucking unsightly. Regardless, she's got a baby Oscar. She's working at a uh, museum of art. I think it's a fake one for the movie. Whatever. A new painting gets brought in. Is this ringing any bells? The painting yes. is of a dude... Who kind of looks like a Vlad the Impaler kind of guy standing in front of a battlefield? Wait, the, the long the, blonde hair. The main bad guy is, is, is in is, the painting, uh, not in the painting. Vigo. Right? No, the, but the the little guy. The little guy from Ally McBeal, Peter Cannon. Yes. Uh, he talks but, like this, Miss Barrett. Hello, he, how is the baby? But he looks like the guy that does the voice of Chucky in Child's Play. You think he looks like Brad Dourif? Yes, a little bit. Do you know Brad Dourif? Now I might be wrong here, but Brad Dourif. Was at least nominated for an Oscar. Do you know for what film? One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Jesse Mutt. Yes. Watch this. <laughs> that was the sound of a pound, folks, because Jesse knows his shit. Yeah, he was Billy. He was Billy. But, 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 Billy. They are also remaking Child's Play. They are. And Brad Dorf is going to still do the voice. And they're giving him an uh, acting role in it as well, a non voice role. Well, he, he, was in, he was in the first one. Before the doll, he was the guy. He was the criminal. Off of Ghostbusters again for one second. Okay. This is a, this is uh, this is kind of therapeutic for me. I'm a big horror film buff. I have never seen a fucking Child's Play movie, and I never will. Well, it, it is a little. I mean, I was no, not that I'm above it. I was scarred as a child. You had a, you had a my buddy. I, no, what? You had one of those my buddy, my buddy. No, 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 not even that, dude. I don't even remember how it happened, but to this day, I can't watch Child's Play. Like, I I don't get scared for movies except for Audition, which is a fucked up movie. Yeah. Takashi Miike. I can't. I, I I'll break out in chills if I see Chucky. I don't remember how it started, but I remember vividly being with my dad and going to see Fantasia. The uh, I don't think it, it wasn't two thousand. It was the re-release of Fantasia, right? The original. Yes, when okay. I, I was like maybe seven. And I remember either seeing a trailer for Chucky, which sounds ridiculous because I don't think they'd show a coming attraction for Child's Play. That doesn't make sense. In Fantasia. Yeah. I saw a poster for Child's Play. Okay. We didn't make it to Fantasia that day. We made it right back to my dad's car where I sat under the seat in the back crying for fucking an hour and a half. What, was it a poster with just him and the knife? Yes. And you, you, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. it just... I can't, yeah, yeah. Dolls, uh, dolls shouldn't have knives. It's it's unnatural. Maybe maybe uh maybe in a later podcast I will reveal my fear that I got from a movie. But do, I'm not gonna do have this. One? I do, but it's a little embarrassing. Uh yeah, child's play. Uh, I, I well, when Jesse does that the other day because he's a pussy and he doesn't want to man up <laughs> right now. I'll give one more quick admission. Uh, I got stoned when I was about 16 years old. Put on the Wizard of Oz DVD. Switched it to the German language track. There is nothing scarier in the world than the Wizard w- Wicked Witch of the West. Speaking in German. <laughs> it is the most horrific sounding fucking... Oh my... I thought she was yelling at me. Can you do the lollipop gill in German? No, can you? No, I've never watched the German track. What, what would I didn't memorize you? it. I, the pot would possess me. I said I was stoned, you know what I mean? It was, I was experimenting. But, uh... Yeah, dude, it, no, it, 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 maybe it's just a Jewish thing. Possibly. 
Like, you know, German, German is the, like, like, if we have nightmares, it's in German, you know that? <laughs> it's inherent, man. So, uh, are we, are we still talking about Ghostbusters? Yeah, why the fuck not? Seth Rogen, you want him in? I, I could see Seth Rogen. I think, uh, I think the deal with Seth Rogen is too much too fast. He's, 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 he's in every comedy that comes out. I think out. you're exactly right. A really good gauge of, uh, movies, in my opinion, is my younger brother, Nick. Quick shout out, what up, Nick? Uh... Nicky, <laughs> Nick, excuse me, we don't call him Nicky anymore, he's Nick now, he's all grown up. Nick's like 19 and he knows nothing of the industry, he doesn't fucking, I don't think he even has an email account, he's totally the opposite of like a geek or a fanboy. Okay. Uh, so whenever he sees a movie, I get a really honest opinion from like a not, from, right, you know, from right. just an average person. Right. Uh, him and his friends hated Pineapple Express and the first thing he said was like, dude, too much of that Rogan guy already. He was like, he's not funny anymore. He's like, he's in every movie. Well, he, he's funny, but it's, it's... He hasn't played a character yet. It's... Exactly. He it's, hasn't. And, and though I, I, I can't wait for Zack and Miri, it looks freaking hilarious. I mean, it kind of looks like Zack is, is kind of Seth Rogen, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean... But... Not but that he's, may, But he's going to do that until people stop He will eventually. Movies. Like, I mean, it, it, and it may take years. Uh, I don't know if you saw Tropic Thunder. I did. Did you like it? I did. Jack Black's performance in that. I don't think really enough good. people talk about it. It was good. It was really good, and it was a real performance. It I really mean, was. he wasn't playing Jack Black. There was, like, pathos to that shit. He wasn't shit. trying to be a star. He, there there he, was pathos to When he was tied up to the fucking tree and stuff, man, <laughs> like, he was genuinely, like, you know what I mean? You, that, was, that was actual acting from Jables. Like, Al Pacino, I'll suck your dick. Jables go, I'll sh- cradle the champ. I'll lick the balls. <laughs> he, he wanted some, uh, some sweet, sweet heroin Speaking people. of uh, can, Tropic Thunder. Can you deny him? Yes. Uh, so you know how the last few years the Oscar ratings have been going down, down, down. Yes, yes, yes. Do you agree that bringing an audience to to watch the Oscars is a great idea? Well, yes, oh. but it would <laughs> it would depend on sort of the race. I mean, like last year, everybody knew that uh, Daniel Day Lewis was going to win Best Actor. Okay, there, there was no race. Everybody everybody knew it. Agreed. Uh, everybody was pretty fucking confident. No country was going to win. Best picture. Well, it should have been There Will Be Blood, but that's a different podcast. Yes, I will have to disagree with you on that one. Ooh, really? So, yes, we will, we will do that. Wow. But wow. Uh, with the uh, supporting actor race of next year, do you agree that it, it would bring a, a no wide way. audience? No way. No, I know what you're going to fucking say, and this is going to be an entire podcast in itself, people. I'm going to get something off the bat right now. On a scale of 1 to 10... Dark Knight is like a nine point seven in my opinion. But 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 if you put Heath Ledger's not going to be no, he's no. going to be nominated. No, he's not. Yes, he's, yes, it's he. impossible, sir. He there's Heath no way be nominated. He, but if he when Heath is nominated, if they had the fucking balls to nominate Robert Downey Jr., you're out of it's turning into Thunder. the fucking Spike Awards. No, but <laughs> but what I'm saying, dude. Is, the, okay, they were great in the movies, but there are finely acted films out there this year that highly surpass the performances of both those guys. But you have to act just as well in a comedy as you do in a drama. Com- but that's not how the Academy works, man. That's what I'm saying. If if they had the balls to do it, you say if they had the balls to change the Oscars drastically because Heath Ledger died not, and not, was good as no, the Joker, it's, it's not changing the Oscars. It's changing the perception of the Oscars. Like, if you ask a, a non-movie buff, Dude, I, I, what I, won Best Picture last year? They couldn't tell you. I, I, I almost couldn't tell you. It just reminded <laughs> me. You know what I mean? Like, the Oscars have gotten... It's gotten so uh, 
so British, if you will. Like every movie yeah. is a friggin' foreign movie. Like I told, what is Atonement? Like I know I, what I, hated it. I know what it is, but like it. that's not my kind of movie. And I agree that the films that got nominated for Best Picture usually are not my kind of film. And it would be cool if my kind of films were nominated. The Dark Knight, The Iron Man's of the World, The Forgetting, Sarah Marshall. It's just not going to happen. That's not what the Oscars are for. It, it, you know what I mean? Well, I, I don't think Iron Man could be nominated. I, I don't think Forgetting Sarah Marshall could be nominated. I mean, to be a comedy, you got to be a fucking Annie Hall or something. Dude, Forgetting nominated. Sarah Marshall is pretty fucking good. I loved it. I love Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but it's not a, it's not a Best Picture nominee. And neither is Dark Knight. Dark Knight is possible. And that is where you lose your mind. Because <laughs> not only was Hellboy 2 better than Dark Knight... No, 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 no. no. You, you, let, let's get this straight. Ooh, so there's, he's getting all flustered here. There's a big difference between your favorite movie and what you think is the best movie. I, okay. You cannot say that Hellboy 2 is I'll, a better movie. I'll agree. My favorite movie of the year is Hellboy 2. Right. I think the best movie of the year might possibly be a movie called The Wackness. I haven't seen it. I'd have to see it again to be sure, but I connected to that movie. Movie by a guy named Jonathan Levine about uh, summer of 94 in Manhattan. 16-year-old kid named uh, Luke Shapiro, played by Josh Peck from TV's Josh and Drake. Uh, just basically like a coming-of-age story. He sells pot, he falls in love. He uh, Ben Kingsley plays a psychiatrist. It's an amazing, amazing film, I think. You know what I mean? Say, uh, the guy actually, the guy Jonathan Levine who directed and wrote it did a film before it called All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. I haven't seen that either. Uh, Amber Heard from Pineapple Express, Seth Rogen's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It starred her. It was a horror film. And it did gangbusters in England. Like, it's almost got a cult following over there. And it never got released in this country for some reason. And because Wackness uh, won the audience award at Sundance, has been getting kind of really good reviews. They're going to release They're going to retroactively release All the Boys Love Mandy Lane in theaters. And I'm, Apparently I'm not a Levine fan. Or I don't know if I'm a Levine He's fan. only done two films. Yeah, I haven't seen them. Well, you're not a fan. I, I, I will try to see them in the... Mr. Levine, if you're listening, <laughs> Jesse's a racist I'm, Indian. I'm sorry, racist Levine. Native American, excuse me. See, see, that's impossible. You can't be a racist Native American. Why not? You could hate everyone but Native Americans? No, because there's not enough Native Americans out there for me not to hate. I, I, would, I would be a hate monger for the rest of my life. So, oh, you, I see what you're saying. The world is populated by too many people who aren't Native Americans exactly. that you can't live your life in like relative Native American safety where you don't have to hate on people. Correct. I'd have to stay on a reservation my whole life. You could gamble all the time. <laughs> you hit the slots, dude. Take a take in a show. You go to the steakhouse. Reservations are nice these days. That's true. We got a reservation in Mount Vernon. Does it have a casino? No. They got to get with the no, times. It's not big enough. They got to get with the times. <laughs> are we ever going to talk about Ghostbusters? <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of past it. Really? Well, all right, all right. I agree, we're past it, but I want to get in one thing. Everyone's okay. going, uh, who should be the next Egon, who should be the next Vankman? They're not going to do it like that, obviously. It's, it's going to be the next generation. Yes, but if they were to do it like that, the next Egon should be a guy named Joel Moore. He was in Grandma's Boy. He was in... The main guy in Grandma's Boy? No. I am a robot. I have a robot vagina. JD, the bad guy. I'm afraid I've never seen Grandma's Boy. He was in Hatchet. He was in um, Dodgeball. He was the nerd in Dodgeball. Okay, yeah. And he was also in The Hottie and the Naughty. <laughs> and the only person I think you ever saw that is our friend Nate. So shout out to Nate for his uh, his movie tastes. Uh, God love him. Paris watched it. Paris did not even watch it. That's how bad it was. <laughs> Paris was like, it's a naughty. 
not even considered being a hottie. That was our one word review. So we're off of Ghostbusters. Jesse Jesse brought me a fucking maelstrom of exciting news yes. today that I, I never in a million years would have expected, and it made me happier than belief. Please, Jesse, tell us. Chuck Palahniuk. Palahniuk, yes. Palahniuk. Yes. Is apparently tapped to write... A comic book, sir. A DC comic what? book. What? Yes. Can I repeat that? Repeat it. What? <laughs> have you ever read a Palinok book? I have. I've read uh, Choke. I've read uh, Fight Club. You have? I have. He, he's uh, <laughs> my favorite contemporary author in the world. I mean, that's just badass. I, I love how comic books are, are blending into the mainstream. Well, he's not, he's not going to write Superman. He's well, I don't, I don't care if he writes Superman. I just it, I love that he's switching. I just love that he's embracing the medium. It, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not even really going to be a DC comic, I don't think. He said he wants to do a horror comic. Regardless, just the medium of comic books. <laughs> the fact that people people from other, you know, filmmakers and, and novelists, the fact that they're embracing comic books and it's not, so, it's not that bastardized... It's not kid stuff anymore, you know what right. I mean? Legitimate, uh, legitimate, <laughs> legitimate artists and legitimate ones are uh, starting to pay attention, to, you know, to, to, to not only the marketing forces that that uh, the comic book fandom is, but just the the art form in general. You know, it, it's not uh, it's not a lesser form anymore. You know, I think people are starting to finally realize that, like, you can tell important. Well, well, there's a lot of of films that have come out. Based on the comics that people don't realize that are based on, like History of Violence was based on the comic. Written by uh, the screenplay was written by a guy named Josh Olsen. Very good screenplay too. Yeah, uh, it got nominated for an Oscar. Perdition. Sam Mendes. I'm a big Mendes fan. You are a big Mendes yeah. fan. I'm not actually. Ah, uh, Jarhead. You like Jarhead? Oh, I hated Jarhead. Really? Yeah, dude. Uh, the, this might be a little revealing. I don't know what it is, but we're fucking honest here on Bag Deported. I got this weird thing in movies with people who cheat. Cheat. Like, in relationships. I'm not a cheating type of guy, and maybe it's because I'm nervous that, that my girlfriend, you know, would cheat on me or whatever. I was I was actually watching Jarhead with an ex- So you didn't like Jarhead because his wait, girlfriend wait, wait. back home yes. fucked another guy. I was watching Jarhead with an ex-girlfriend, and I was totally into it, and we were laying in bed, and all of a sudden <laughs> that scene came on where they watched the tape of the girlfriend fucking some guy oh, back so home. Oh, it's not, so it's not even fucking, uh, um, the I main didn't finish guy. it, I shut the movie off. Because of that? Yeah. I was like, that's fucking awful. Okay. Who I, needs to see it, that shit? No, it, it was worse that the it girl... It was like gut-wrenching no, to it, me, dude. Okay. I don't know what... Isn't that weird? It, that shit it wrenches is. my gut. But even even worse than the guys... Some some guy who they never even name. He's in he's in there for that one Oh, just scene. one of the friends that was sex with her later? It's not Jake Gyllenhaal. It's 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 the one guy. Peter Skarsgård? No. He, he doesn't even have a name. No, I know, I know, I know. They're watching the tape in the in the cafeteria. Yes. That's what I'm but talking about. But what's worse than his girlfriend cheating on him is that she recorded over Deer Hunter. You're an <laughs> asshole. Oh, man, you had me set up. I thought there was like some scene where she fucked like 80 guys No, but Deer Hunter's a great flick. I've never seen Deer Hunter. You're, you're missing out. I mean, you fast forward the wedding scene because it's about Everyone two Everyone talks about long. the four-hour wedding it scene. It is, it's long. It's a tracking shot, I heard. It's, it's great. It, it's a great movie. Did you record over Deer Hunter? I don't like Jarhead and... and uh, like, I, I almost passionately hate Jarhead. And it's not just for that reason. It was a boring fucking movie. It's boring. Nothing happens. I understand that was the point of the movie, that nothing yeah. happens sometimes. But, but like, Joan Hall was not a likable character. It was, just, it was just not a good movie. And American Beauty, I'm not a fan of. I didn't like it the first time I watched it. I, see, that's the opposite. I liked it a lot the first time I watched it. And then suddenly it became the movie for non-movie fans to embrace that year. And, like, yeah. and it was shoved in your face. You know what I mean? So you just don't like it because everybody else likes it. 
I think if I went back and watched it on its own merits, it's still a fine film, but yeah. but that that kind of ruined it. Almost like Dark Knight. It, it was his first film. Almost like right. Dark Knight. All right, if we're going to get into the Dark Knight, let's get into the fucking Dark Knight. Do we have enough time, man? <laughs> I, just, I just want you to explain to these nice people your problem with the Dark Knight. Because I don't get it myself. My problem with the Dark Knight is uh, it's not fucking fun. <laughs> it's dark. It, it's not that dark, sir. It, it's, it, it's, we're told that it's dark, and then we're like, oh, it's dark, you know? This is such a dark fucking it, So movie. is the Batman comics fun to you? Yes. Some of them are. There are, there are, it's still a goddamn comic book. There are colorful moments. There's, there's lapses of reality. There's sci-fi rationale and logic. There's, there's characters with weird, crazy, you know, pasts and costumes and fucking giant fights and gadgets and, you know, all that fun stuff that makes up comic books. The, the Joker was fun. No, he was not. That was the least fun character of all time. He hardly even told jokes. Well, he, he was he just told brood- jokes that he thought was funny. Yeah, but he was just brooding and fucking psychopathic. Listen, Heath Ledger did an amazing, amazing job as Joker. Kick Nicholson's ass. There will never be another role, another performance of Joker that good for the history of this fucking planet. It was still that that performance does not make the movie, man. It 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 helps the movie, but I, I take it- away that performance. What do you have? You still have a great crime movie. You have bail. See, and that, and that's what it comes down to. It's Batman, <laughs> not a crime movie. Batman is his, considered his name is motherfucking Batman. But it's, he's considered the world's greatest detective. Is yes, he not? because he detects like, oh no, fucking King Tut put a spell <laughs> on like the museum patrons, and he's got to go isn't find even in the comic. All right, but I put him in it. Regardless, man, look at all his look at his rogues rogue gallery. He's got a great rose gallery. But rose gallery, <laughs> rogues. Gallery. He's got a garden, but Alfred Alfred has the Rose Gallery. <laughs> no, but dude, it's it just... It, Batman should be fun. The Burton movies, though... I didn't, I didn't love the Burton movies growing up, and now I fucking love, love, love the first two, dude. Re- Returns is overrated. The, the first Batman is... It's good. Batman. Okay, so Batman may not be a, be about fun, but it's about it's got a certain atmosphere and vibe to it. And Nolan just Nolan got it. No, I understand what he was trying to do. He was trying to set his own vibe, but he completely skipped over the vibe that's been set for the last sixty plus years. I've, I've got to disagree, sir. But but we it's, will never. It's agree too on this. real, you know. Like there's 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 a certain point where realism becomes because the real real life sucks. Real life is boring and it's dark and. Yes, it's ugly and dirty and shit like that, like everyone thinks Dark Knight is, but for the most part, it's just mundane, and, and Dark Knight was almost mundane. It was just Batman walking from catastrophe to catastrophe. There, there were no set pieces. It was, it was, it was, it was a case. You're not going to show a movie of what Bruce Wayne does on his day-to-day And basis. I mean, there, there, are my, there are my specific squabblings with, like, Maggie Gyllenhaal, who's I mean, <laughs> I see you laughing already, dude. Katie, come on, you missed Katie Holmes, admit it. I... I've never... Oh, let's put it this way. I didn't know district attorneys giggled every time they talked. So you, you think Katie Holmes was better yes. than Maggie Dillon? Yes, I do. On record. I, on bagged and boarded, in <laughs> fact. Nah, dude. Uh, yeah, I've, I do. I've got to... Uh, i got to say that I think both of them was not given a lot to do. They, they were Well, kind especially of, in this film. Well, yeah. Uh, she it, was basically there to die. And, and here's my, if we're going to skip over you real quick, because I think we're going to get off Dark Knight for a minute, because we're going to be wrapping up here soon. We want to get to a few uh, weekly things we like to talk about. 
But uh, the <laughs> Two Face made himself Two Face, and that's what I hate about the movie. <laughs> he got blew up. He got blew up. Well, he got scarred. He he didn't scar well, hey, himself. He got, hey, he got blown up, sir. If he really got blown okay, up, okay. I'm sorry for my fucking grammatical errors. But but, but he didn't get he didn't get you know why he got blown up because he fucking fell off his chair because he was leaning too hard. In the comic books, someone poured acid on his goddamn face. It was the it, Joker, right? Didn't the Joker I think it was the, I think it was the Joker. I don't want to say that because I don't want to look. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> look, look a fool. Comics. Yeah, yeah. But but someone poured acid in Harvey's face in the movie. Harvey leans back too far in his chair when he was trying to reach for the phone and, like, rubs his face on the gasoline. It's ridiculous. It, it, it's just it, not... It, it, just, it, it amazes me. I mean, Dark Knight aside, it amazes me how one small detail or one small scene can ruin an entire movie for you. Uh, e- even if it makes sense. Want to hear what's funny, dude? We we go back to the beginning of this conversation. I give Dark Knight a nine point seven out of ten. <laughs> I love Dark Knight. It's just not the perfect film everyone's making it out to be. It's not. It's, it's not perfect. It's not the number one movie of all time according to IMDb. That belongs to uh, Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused is the number one movie of all time. My number one movie of all time. It's so hard to quantify the number one movie of all time, dude. It it is. And you would say um, Godfather. I. I would not. Uh, would you say Goodfellas? I would say Goodfellas is <laughs> the greatest movie ever made. But I also would like to uh, just—it's there's a huge difference. I'd like to interject for a moment and say that uh, mafia films are my second least favorite genre. After What's your first? Romantic comedies. How uh, was romantic comedy? What? You you look puzzled. You, yeah, you puzzle me. What what? How how do I not like romantic comedies? Because I'm a fucking dude. No, but you but you there's romantic comedies that you like. You you like Kevin Smith flicks, which are mostly romantic comedies. I mm, I would say more comedy than romance, dude. Come on. But uh, but Mallrats. Chase and Amy. Amy Amy yeah, but Amy's not. It, it, it's a comedy, but it's kind of a real life kind of thing. It's kind of a tragic comedy. You know what I mean? But it's more romance. It's not yuck yuck than comedy. But it's a real film. I don't like. I don't like your average Nancy Myers fucking Penny Marshall. No, no, no. no. The, the the movies that come out for Valentine's Day and shit like that. I understand not liking. But uh, when Harry Met Sally, no, actually a pretty good flick. Can't do it, man. But, but it's, it's pretty good. Can't do it. Like I, I need guns and dinosaurs and stuff in my movies. Speaking of which, did you hear about dinosaur dinosaur gun hunter? No. Neither did I. But I'm writing a script <laughs> as we speak. I'm gonna make millions. But no. uh... Back to to qualifying what is the greatest movie of all time. I know a lot of people say Citizen Kane and Godfather, and the there's a difference between greatest movie and most influential. Movie. I completely agree, and I think people usually usually confuse the two. Yes. Citizen Kane is a is a is a is a it's a it's a good movie. It's a good, it's a good film. It's, I know why when I watch I own it, and when I watch it, I know why it's so important. But I'm it's not the most influential. But I'm never like, holy time. shit, this is Citizen exactly. Rosebud's a sled, <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> I would have been more, you know what I mean. Rosebud should have been like some chick. Imagine that if Rosebud was like some chick he fell in love with. I, I don't I don't think it would have been the same. It, a sled is stupid. Yeah, but people wouldn't name Rosebud back then. They were named like. Gertrude. Ethel, yeah. Gertrude and Ethel. <laughs> I think we should bring that back. I'm going to name my kid, like, Mortimer. No. Mortimer P. Cohen. The P stands for P. Ha ha. The kids will torture him. 
But, nah, dude, Citizen Kane, we know why it's an important film. Godfather, yeah. you know why it's an important film. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. I know why it's a boring fucking movie. Have you watched it? Yeah, of course. I don't own it. And then, it, when a movie... <laughs> I know I keep going back to this, but I, I, I have a lot of DVDs. When a movie's that important and I don't own it, it's like a fucking slap in the face. Like, I definitely don't like that movie. It's... Because I tend to buy everything that I'm supposed to buy, you know what I mean, as, as a film buff. I, I, I would not say that Godfather is the greatest movie of all time, but it is pretty fucking good, dude. I mean, it, it is... I mean, is dude, I, I would, I'd put some Kubrick films in there. I'd say Strange Love and Clockwork, you know? Like, I, it's so hard to say the greatest film of all time. It's probably some movie we never heard of or saw that, like, they made in some West African country and then, like, burnt. <laughs> but you can only go off of what you've seen. Oh, so Days Confused. It's the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. Why not? Do you like it? I like it, but it is not the greatest movie of all it's time. Most, I'm actually not a huge Linklater fan. I am. He, he's a uh, well. He's, he's hit or miss. He's only missed a few times, but he's missed on uh, Newton Boys, Bad News Bears, Bad News Bears, uh, Skinner Darkly was pretty horrible. I didn't like Skinner. But Darkly. the times he hits, dude, like Slacker is Slacker. Slacker is one of those Citizen the, the, the Kane. Slacker in the Citizen Kane category. He's good on the independent like. Um. Uh, Dazed is what is my favorite film of all time. Waking Life is one of my favorite films I've ever made. That's the uh, it's kind of like it's a philosophy a movie. It's Rotoscope. School of Rock is one of my favorite See, I, movies I, I, ever, I, I, dude. I wasn't. I, it, it was. Oh, I mean, that might be the people, best kids film. Everybody loved it, but I, that might be the best kids film in the last few it, I mean, years. It was all right, except for Sky High. Sky High. Have you I seen actually Sky saw High? Sky High in the theater. Did you love it? I didn't love it, but Did it, you I like liked it. it yeah. It's fucking great, no? Kurt Russell. It, it, it's such it's such a weird little movie that no one knew about. It's, it's like a, a, a elementary X Men or like Harry Potter for superheroes. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I definitely I definitely dig it. So what do we got at the end of this week, folks? We've got we're gonna look over the box office returns from the previous week and uh, <laughs> what well, is bad about this week? Sir? What is what is bad about this week? What is good about this week? Well, what's good is that. Uh, People don't run to go see Nicolas Cage in a crazy wig anymore. But it's number one. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry, it is number one. With a whopping $7.8 million. And I mean, to me and you, that's probably a lot of cash, but in box office world, that's fucking laughable. Depends on the budget. For the number one opening film oh, of the well, weekend. Well, no, for the number one to be It was the least visited uh, weekend in, in how long, Jesse? Since 03, I believe. Since 2003. So, so that's years. a good five years. Um, what's weird is that it was the least visited weekend. I mean, there were torrential rainstorms on the East Coast. That's prime movie going. You Summer, know. Summer's over. So does that mean that no one goes to movies? Kind of, till about October. Yeah, I guess you got that kind of little little run there, but I mean, seven point eight million dollars is the number one film of the weekend. If you're the producers of Bangkok Dangerous, are you happy? Or yes, no? are you happy? Do you? Hey, okay, here's a better <laughs> question. Next week, this week on the commercials on TV, do you put the number one film in yes. the country? Yes, you, you do. definitely do. Yes, that's marketing. That may cause people to go see it. And the reason Bangkok Dangerous opens solo goes back to my theory on Nicolas Cage, crazy wig. Bad movie. <laughs> kind of balding, honest Nicolas Cage, decent to a good flick. Adaptation Example. is an amazing fucking film. I agree. It's He's bald. Nicolas Cage is a bald motherfucker. Like, and, and being a, a baldy myself, or a near baldy, uh, I kind of get a little pissed that he tries to hide it, <laughs> which, is, which is retarded, I know. But like, Statham is a perfect model that you can be bald and be an actor. 
Yeah, but I mean, Nick Cage should embrace it. It looks ridiculous. His hair in Bangkok Dangerous does that look like hair? But the producer, mo- the director, they they kind of dictate that. Okay, I mean, so have you seen the trailer for uh, What Just Happened? The Robin yeah. Hood flick. The the Bruce Willis scene. He doesn't want to cut off his beard. They make him cut off his beard, or they try to make him. They cut try off his beard. to, but, but it's fucking Bruno, and Bruno says what goes, you know. <laughs> Bruno's greatest hates. No, but I mean. Nick Cage should embrace it because when he doesn't, he just looks like a fucking weird transvestite lady. Like a 70-year-old transvestite. He doesn't care. He gets paid. So, good example of Nick Cage, my theory, uh, bald adaptation, good movie. Mm-hmm. Leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas, normal hair, yeah. really good movie. Ghost Rider, not so good a film. I'll, I'll tell you, bad hair, Nicolas Cage, great movie. What? Raising Arizona. Motherfucker. Yeah, I'm sorry, sir. It doesn't. It doesn't work. But the bad hair. But that wasn't his choice. I feel like it's his choice to have long hair in Bangkok Dangerous. That maybe maybe he's trying to look younger. Although I do believe it, it was his hair in Raising Arizona. Well, that was also back in the day, right? You know what I mean? Like Bruce Willis is a perfect example of a guy who tried to fight it, but after a while just let it go. Just goes bald. I mean, if you look at Die Hard too, like he's got like the top of his head looks like a baby yeah. chick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Willow Wisp or whatever you call it. You know what I mean? I agree. So Nick Cage should just embrace that shit, and maybe next time he comes out with a flick, it uh, will still be number one, but number one without a bullet. You know what I mean? So what is off the top five for us, sir? Top five. We got Bangkok Dangerous, $7.8 million. Yay! Number two. Yep, yep. Tropic Thunder with $7.5 million. So it just barely beat Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder is holding on, man. Tropic Thunder is a little movie they could, but it's kind of weird is that it's holding on with kind of mediocre w- returns it's holding yeah. on at like 12 or 13 so it's taken this long to get to 100 right right which in this in the, this the summer of fucking multi hundred million dollar movies you know it's kind of not that great performance wise but i'm sure everyone's happy involved right number three we have the house bunny which seems like a little movie that could with 5.9 million dollars um it's been getting really positive reviews i don't know if that's due to the fact that anna faris is in like booty shorts the whole time <laughs> Has it made me watch it? Or if it's a genuinely smart flick, it's almost made me watch it, sir. <laughs> have you seen the trailer? I have. It's it's horrible. Oh, really? I was going the other way, like, wow, Anna Faris is not horrible. No, Anna Faris is Anna Faris. Supposedly it's smart, you know what I mean? Like, the trailer apparently doesn't imply, because apparently it's a... People said the same thing about Legally Blonde, though, and I, I watched it, and I, I... You know what I mean? I, I can't tell you the last Reese Witherspoon flick that I like. I can cop... Man in the Moon? I can cop to a smart chick flick, but, uh... Like Clueless or something, you know what I mean? But yeah. just the house money is not what I'm interested in. Number four on our list, we have Dark Knight with $5.7 million. We've already discussed this. We already discussed <laughs> Dark Knight. And rounding out the list at number five, we have Traitor or Blackborn Supremacy with $4.6 <laughs> million, uh, which is kind of admirable for this flick. You not, racist not, bastard. Yeah, you Native American pipe smoking Native American. Yeah. I really hope there are no Native American listening, but I. I <laughs> probably don't have to worry. Most Native Americans don't have internet access. Now you're the one being <laughs> racist. I can do that. I am Native American. Well, I can say this. That Jews control the world and I control the mic. And that's it for this week, folks. Tune back in next week for more fun on Bag and Board. And I'm Matt Cohen. Jesse Rivers. And it's been real. What? What?